thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Episode 72, Flipping Frugally. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Mm, flip that thing. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And we are excited about this episode. Mm-hmm. It is one that we have gotten a listener request for. And the more I get into it, the more I think my husband, Travis, should probably be on the show instead of me because <laughs> I he uses all of these tactics for flipping things from yard sales, thrift stores, even from Facebook Marketplace to make a profit. And we're going to share those tips with you today. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into it. Yes. But first, we want to talk about our Frugal Friends meetup tomorrow. Tomorrow in Washington, D.C. We're so excited to meet some of you in person at Calorama Park in Washington, D.C. Tomorrow, September 7th at 5.30 p.m. We are going to hang out, play on the playground with the children, and eat some food that we bring ourselves. So, (laughs) Super frugal. Expect nothing other than frugality to be happening. Yes, we're we're really not investing anything into this meetup, <laughs> and we're just going to show up and hang out and chat, and it's going to be fun. So tomorrow, uh, September 7th at 5.30 p.m., Calorama Park in Washington, D.C., tell your friends, and we really hope to uh, see you out there. See you there. Yes. And our sponsors who make it happen, who pay for our trip to Washington, D.C., not really, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Kind of. We wish. Yes. Also brought to you by buying and selling. The trick with this sponsor is the selling part. Most (laughs) of us can get on board with the buying, but the payoff comes from selling that thing or something else at a greater amount than your purchase. This comes in handy when trying to avoid hoarding, when attempting your hand at a side hustle, or when trying to get your spouse off your back about all the hobby equipment you're purchasing. Just say, don't worry, babe, I'm selling other stuff. Buying and selling. Saving marriages and bank accounts since the beginning. Mm. Yes. If it weren't for the selling, we would be in a bind here Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. house. The two have to be in a symbiotic relationship for this to work. 
Yes, completely symbiotic. Speaking of buying and selling. Yeah, this is not a side hustle that I have ever, well, that I have ever wanted to try. I have now (laughs) tried my hand at it and we will hear Mm -hmm. about that later. But this has never been something that I have been super interested in. I am really on board with the buying part, but just I buy less so Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about selling. Yeah, I can feel good about my buying and not worry about the money. This is something that I do enjoy doing, although I have seen firsthand a lot of the pitfalls with it. So I will talk about that in this episode, but certainly something to consider on the side. Yes. Travis, my husband, however, this is his jam. Mm -hmm. Um, He loves browsing thrift stores, going to yard sales. He is on Facebook Marketplace more than he is actually on Facebook. And he loves finding treasures. And in order to find more treasures, he has to sell things before he can bring things in. That's Mm -hmm. kind of our role now. Mm -hmm. One of his favorite things to buy is cars. And he loves buying cars off of Facebook Marketplace. But he does it in a way that he kind of pretty much breaks even with his car purchases and motorcycle purchases. So <laughs> so just get kind to of use gift. it for a time and then sell it again. Yes. So that's the extent of my knowledge. But we looked at some experts on the subject and looked through a few of their articles. And we're going to share kind of what to look for, how to do it, what mm. to avoid. So this first one is from OnlineSellingExperiment.com and it is Flipping 101. So Jill, what did you like about uh, this one? Yeah, great tips in this article. And something that they point out that I also love is that when flipping things, you can start at any price point. So if you're asking, how much money do I need to get started? Really anything, even zero. Mm -hmm. So the article talks about a flipping challenge that they would even recommend for people who want to kind of get into this where you would start with five things that you already own to sell. So there is no purchasing of anything from the start, just kind of identifying things around your home that you can sell and allow the sales of those things to be your quote-unquote seed money that you Mm. can then invest at a small degree on other things that you could then flip for a profit. The, The thing with flipping is that you're not just breaking even The goal is to actually earn more money off of that thing than what you paid for it and maybe even what you put into it to make it look better or nicer. So that's the goal, not just to be spending time buying and selling things. Yeah, we've all heard of that challenge where the guy starts with a paperclip and then just trades up Mm -hmm. um, and eventually he ends up with something big, like a car. I think a car. Or something. Yeah, yeah, that was his goal, was to see if he could get from a paperclip to a car. Mm -hmm. And the yeah, Dude got to a car, spent no money. So I love this idea of a zero buy-in and then only using uh, the money that you get off of that to to grow and build. One of my problems with doing side hustles and, and building businesses, I have trouble putting money back into it. So I think starting with the mindset of, uh, at first I'm going to spend everything I make, but not invest outside money. I think that even helps you grow a flipping business faster Mm -hmm. and definitely more safe 
Mm-hmm. So I, I love that idea. And you can also begin free as well by just being aware of what's on the side of the curb, especially in the summer, like spring, summer time mm-hmm. when people are doing yard sales and after the yard sales, they just put stuff out for free. So that can be a helpful way to find some some decent stuff that you could flip that you picked up on the side of the road. Yeah. Another way to get free things um, is in your buy nothing group. So mm-hmm. I actually witnessed this gone wrong recently in the group. Somebody got something for free and then uh, listed in Facebook Marketplace and somebody oh. found it and got really, yeah, got really upset. Yeah. Didn't take time to hear the story behind it. It was for... They were trying to build a counseling service for kids with autism and stuff. And the love seat that they got ended up having a broken leg. So instead of giving it away, they tried to sell it for a little money and, you know, put that back into that business. But people were getting mad without ever hearing the story. And so mm-hmm. I would recommend if you're going to do something like that, being honest, like if you see something that's being given away for free and you think that you could, you know, really spruce it up like a piece of furniture or something and resell it, just be honest about it mm-hmm. and and don't kind of, don't try and hide that because mm-hmm. um, that can backfire on you. Yeah, it's definitely not etiquette to get something from a buy nothing group and then turn around and sell it. But if you're honest about it, people might be willing to, but they could choose somebody else if right. they know that that's your intention. Yeah. Um. So be aware of that. But e- even free things on Craigslist, I don't think anybody's really expecting you to not I think it's more, there's more freedom to do what mm-hmm. you want if you just get something for free off of Craigslist or Facebook sure. Marketplace versus the buy nothing group. There's a bit more etiquette involved there. For sure. And then there's starting with paying just a little bit. So you definitely mm-hmm. want to learn how to look at things and see how you can make your max profit. So mm-hmm. the places that you would be looking to find cheap items would be garage sales, auctions estate sales, thrift stores, flea markets. And we're talking about not the trashy, like made in China bulk stuff that's at the flea market, but the flea market has like a thrift store side. That would be kind of the place to look. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace and other community based apps Mm -hmm. um, like Nextdoor or something. Mm -hmm. So those are a really good way to find Sometimes free items, but mostly uh, you're going to be paying for them just not very much. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at these places, if you are confused as to whether something is cheap, whether something is a good deal or not, mm-hmm. you can really easily go to um, eBay.com or the app and mm-hmm. you can search for completed items and sold items, and you can see what things are actually sold for. So you don't want to see what things are listed. You want to see what they're selling for. And that's how you're going to be able to tell if what you're buying is a good deal. Um, Sometimes you can even see recently sold things on Facebook Marketplace, or you can message people and say, is this still available? Mm -hmm. And if they say no, then you kind of know like Mm -hmm. how much it was either sold for what they list it for or a little bit less. And that's a big pitfall. I think a lot of people will just look up and see, oh, other people have it listed for this amount. But like you said, if it's not selling for that amount, then don't think you can get that amount off of it. So definitely Mm -hmm. be aware of what it's actually selling for and 
the version of the thing that you have, because sometimes we can also look something up, but it's a different edition or it's better quality. And that's why they're getting that amount. So it does require some honing in of this skill of assessing value, knowing what you can get for something. And with this flipping thing, there's kind of, there's a couple different angles to it or ways to approach it. You could just find something where the person selling it doesn't fully know the real value of it or they are aware, but they would just want to get it out of their hands. Mm -hmm. In that case, you may need to do nothing to the thing. Just turn it around and sell it for more than what you bought it for. In other instances, it could be that you see potential in a thing. You buy it, you have to clean it up. Either you need to put some elbow grease into it or you need to actually put some resource into it, whether that's a fresh coat of paint or new legs or whatever it is that, you know, if it's furniture, that you're actually maybe putting a bit of money into it and then selling it for not only more than what you bought it for, but also more than what you're, the cost of fixing that thing up is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. different degrees of what the flipping involves, but we're talking about it all right now. Yeah. Never like never forget the cost of actually improving the item. So whether it's paints, stains, tools, um, because that has to be factored in mm-hmm. to the deal. So if there's a really good deal on something, um, but it just needs too much work to be worth a profit, then you may have to pass and move on to something that may be not as good of a deal, but needs less work. Yep. And some great places to sell these things. Once you've purchased, you've done, you, you've added your touch to it would be to look to sell on Craigslist, Facebook marketplaces or Facebook marketplace, but also yard sale sites on through Facebook. If you're a part of local yeah. yard sale sites, yeah, buy and sell groups, mm-hmm. eBay, Amazon. Also, you've got your apps like offer up or let go. So these are some places that you could try to sell your items. Yeah. If you're flipping like brand name clothing, then Poshmark, mm-hmm. look at the different outlets that are the best at selling specific things. There is a couple that makes a killing on flipping things because they will flip large items and ship through eBay. Mm. So that's what they specialize in Mm -hmm. and they know what they're doing. So look at what sites are selling what uh, well, and then you will have your best chance of making the most profit by listing your item in that marketplace. Oh, there's also Etsy too, if it's something Mm. that's a little craftsier. Or vintage. Um, so yeah, don't just list everything on Craigslist or Marketplace. Uh, try and hone in on where it's going to sell for the most money. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to mention, this is not in the article. This is your, my own slice of wisdom on this. So some of the pitfalls, things to be aware of when flipping is number one, that you have the space for these things. If you are starting to collect, well, first of all, I would just say, Go slowly before you kind of dive into getting a bunch of stuff. Make sure that it works. Make sure you, you've you got an eye for these things that you're able to sell before you're spending a ton of money on just purchasing stuff. But then make sure that you've got the space for it. So especially if you're looking to do larger things like some furniture, even small furniture that you've got a spot for it and that you're not just hoarding a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, 
it's it, it can be a pitfall where things might not be worth what you thought they were or they're broken. So doing your best to make sure that something is working before you buy it, doing your research on what is this thing actually worth, what could I actually sell it for, which we already talked about. Also keeping in mind your time investment. Sometimes we can think, oh, look at, I flipped that furniture for 50 bucks. But if you spend 20 hours on it, was that really a good flip? So yes. paying attention to how much yeah. time you're putting into something. Another pitfall here is just is not selling it, not not being able to sell it, which sometimes we can't always know that ahead of time and you might lose money on something. But to be able to keep track of that, of what things are selling, what things aren't selling. And another pitfall would just be liking the thing that you picked up <laughs> and not selling it and instead keeping it, which that's okay every once in a while. But you're, if you're finding a pattern, then you might want to back off on thinking that you're starting a side hustle and really <laughs> you might just be starting a collection. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Been there. Yeah. Those are all great yeah. tips. And to figure out how much something is worth, again, searching online, like Jen said, looking at what things have actually sold for. And recognizing that just because something might be worth a lot brand new does not mean that it is worth anywhere close to that now that it's been used. Mm -hmm. So just be realistic and be realistic about others' expectations. Like on Facebook Marketplace or buy-sell groups on Facebook, people are looking for yard sale or garage prices. So to think that you're going to flip this piece of furniture and sell something for $350 is probably not realistic. People are mm -hmm. not going onto those sites looking for boutique pricing. Yeah. So they are more, I think, more willing to look at boutique pricing on like mm -hmm. eBay. Yeah. Where you're selling it can make mm -hmm. all the difference. Yeah. yeah, for sure. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. Delete.me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and make sure it stays off. Delete.me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there. 
submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites, and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now, add a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com frugal and use promo code frugal at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com frugal and enter code frugal at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash frugal, code frugal. And so now that we have talked about how to sell, mm-hmm. let's talk about what to sell. So this uh, article is from liketodabble.com, and it is the easiest items uh, to flip from thrift stores, etc. So... Jill, what's your input on this one? Yeah, interesting things that they listed of what to sell. I wouldn't disagree with it. I don't think that it's an exhaustive list by any means. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that I would definitely agree with, they, they listed out six things. Number one is designer brands. So absolutely, people are always looking for designer brands. So if you pick up a nice Patagonia vest at a yard sale, absolutely. You can probably flip that, particularly on a site like Poshmark or maybe even Facebook Marketplace for a decent percentage more than what you paid. Mm -hmm. So second thing, collectibles. So this is especially great if you have a passion for a certain type of collectible. They mention Beanie Babies, Funko Pop, like things they're just little action figures mm-hmm. furry bones american girl dolls so if you if you like something but it may be overrunning your house or you can't afford a full collection or you don't want a full collection mm-hmm. uh, this is really something that you can focus on and hone in on because you'll be able to know what is most profitable mm-hmm. and uh you know what you'll and you'll enjoy doing the research on what you can get the most money for versus you know, something boring to you that you won't like doing the research on. Mm-hmm. That's key. You do have to like the thing. Mm-hmm. They also list records as being decent things to flip. I have not tried this, so I couldn't personally speak to this, but I suppose it's possible. I think records are becoming more popular amongst hashtag millennials. Mm-hmm. So if you do find some some nice records on well-known bands, it could be worth looking at. Probably eBay would be your best bet for something like that. Kind of similar to the idea of collectibles that people might be looking for specific records. And especially if it's in good condition, yeah, might be decent. But again, you've got to be interested in it. If you're not interested in records and you're trying to learn all about what people are looking for, then it might be a bit more difficult. Yeah. If you're not a record nerd, that's not one for you to start Mm -hmm. with. Because honestly, they're really hard to find records nowadays that are affordable because everybody thinks their records are worth money. So that's the first thing people check for if mm-hmm. they or their parents or their grandparents have records because mm-hmm. everybody thinks that theirs is worth something. So it's really rare to find one that's just being thrown out at a yard sale. Yeah, You really have to know your stuff and it takes time to figure out what's worth something. So you kind of have to go in knowing that stuff. One that you don't have to know a lot about is the next one, furniture. Mm -hmm. Because people 
half the time don't care about the history. They just want it to look good. They don't care if it's actually from the mid-century, but if it's a mid-century modern look, like they'll buy it. Yeah, I will say furniture has been hit or miss for me. So I wouldn't put a whole lot of time or money into this if you're just getting into it. And I would also say start small, as in coffee tables, end tables, chairs, that kind of thing, stools before taking a deep dive. Um, We'll talk about fails at the end, but I've had some furniture fails, uh, and I'll explain a little bit of why I think that was towards the end of the episode. But I think my best, my best advice here is to start small and do pairs. So if you're looking at an end table, people are more likely to buy a pair of end tables than just one. Mm. So I would say don't even invest your money, even if it's a cool end table. I mean, unless it's super cheap, sure, try it. But I've I've had much better luck when I've been able to sell things in pairs, particularly with end tables. So just keep that in mind of, well, what would you want? If there's just one cool chair, you're less likely to sell it than if you have a set of cool chairs. So true. And they also list board games. So again, this is another one I have not dabbled in, but possibly, uh, especially since people are super interested in vintage stuff right now, things that might remind them of their childhood. So your classic board games like Monopoly and and Dominoes and things like that um, could be worth more than what you might pick them up for at a yard sale. But again, If you're not interested in it, then don't try to get into the super niche thing. Yeah. So this would be a really good one for a board game lover because Mm -hmm. the example they give on here is that they just bought a Star Wars edition of Monopoly, Mm -hmm. the office edition, and then um, they bought it for 20 bucks. And then two years later, that same board game was listed for $70 on eBay. And yeah. And so sometimes it's just that There's a limited run of a special edition and you buy two, don't open one. And then in a few years when someone's like, oh, man, they made that. I wish I could buy that. They'll pay (laughs) a premium for it uh, when they find it online. That's the thing. You got to sit on it. And that's the pitfall is that there are so many people who keep things because they're like, it's going to be worth money. It's going to be worth money. You know, the Beanie Baby saga. Yeah. Which that's. Yeah debatable on whether or not that whole thing worked out. But there is a fine line here with this whole flipping thing is that it can get into hoarding territory, which is the opposite of the minimalism lifestyle Mm -hmm. that we definitely support. Yeah. And then the last one is video games and consoles. Uh, So again, this is one you really have to know about because some games are worth a lot. Some are worth Mm -hmm. nothing and they could have the same characters or One's for this gaming console and one's for another. And one is worth a lot of money and one's not worth anything. So it's if you enjoy gaming and game consoles, then this is a good one to go. But I wouldn't invest a lot of money. Uh, The author says they resold like hotcakes on Craigslist and they made about $100 each on the PS2 and 3 consoles. Yeah. Yeah. Text your kids pictures if you run into something and you think it might be worth it. <laughs> oh gosh, kids Seek won't even expert. know what PS2 and PS3 look <laughs> yeah. like. That's They're true. like, this, we're on PS28. Sorry, mom. That's funny. 
Well, you know what we're not sorry about? The Bill of the Week! That's right! It's time for the best minute of your entire week! Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, Jen and Jill. My Bill of the Week might sound like a bit of a stretch here, but stick with me. My Bill of the Week is my rescue greyhound, who's named Willie. I think that adopting a rescue animal is definitely the most frugal way to get a loving new pet. Willie is an ex-racing greyhound, so he went from living a sad and lonely life in his kennel to uh, lounging around on our couch, eating snacks on cheese, and getting all the pats and cuddles that he can handle. So not only did we save hundreds of dollars by not having to buy a purebred dog, we've given this beautiful, graceful animal a wonderful new life, and I think we're all pretty happy for it. The moral of the story here, adopt, don't shop. Thanks, frugal friends. Lots of love from Australia. Bye. Yay, Christy. Oh, that is not a stretch at all. And his name is Willie. I love it. Thanks so much for sharing. Uh, I think in a previous episode, I shared that my nickname is is Willie. My grandmother calls me Willie. So me and that greyhound, man, we got a lot in common. I I love greyhounds. We personally had a, a greyhound racing track near my house. So a lot of adopted greyhounds in this area. And I love them. So, and I think they're, they've just abolished racing. And so now they're all looking for homes. And so I really want one, but. And thanks for calling us from Australia. Yes, yes Christy. That's so all the cool. way. All mm-hmm. of our listeners to Australia, shout out. Woo, woo, woo. We'd love uh, to come to a meetup in Australia. Right. If we could raise money for that. We just have to get a lot more there. lucrative sponsors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like not. <gasps> pennies Um, (laughs) but good point yeah someday if you are one of our friends in australia or america or anywhere Mm -hmm. please give us a call at uh, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and leave us your bill of the week we would love to hear from you across all ponds and waters How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners, and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. 
Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. One, Jen. Thank you. And on Thank that you. note, it's time for the, the lightning round. round. Oh, God. <laughs> it, felt, it, felt, it felt right <laughs> at first, and then it felt wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really just an experiment on what I can do with my voice. I'm glad that you have a spaced practice. <laughs> yeah. A safe space over here. Yeah. Safe with our thousands of listeners. They're, they love <laughs> I it. do forget that. I just feel like I'm in a bedroom alone right now, but I'm not, apparently. <laughs> well, let's talk about our flipping fails and triumphs, Jen. Yes. We flipped and we failed and we flipped and we've won. Yes. And we're going to share what worked, what didn't, and why we think that they worked and didn't. Mm -hmm. So my first, we'll start with my fail. And uh, so we flipped last year a fifth wheel RV. And it was, we were inspired by Jill and Eric to do this. (laughs) And on Instagram, a lot of RV renovation pictures. So I thought that because we were frugal and savvy, uh, we could get this RV. We went with the largest RV that we could find. It was 38 feet, four slide outs. It was humongous. And that we would flip it frugally, got a, what I thought was a good deal, turned out to be mm, average. We didn't overpay, but we shouldn't have paid what we did and couldn't sell it because it was so big and so specialized Mm. that it wasn't marketable to the general public. Mm. And and it was also older and people wanted newer because some sites have uh, age restrictions for RVs and it didn't fit mm-hmm. those. And I didn't know that when we bought it. Um, so there's a lot of things that we didn't know and we got in too big, too fast. And we ended up selling it and we broke even maybe made a a couple hundred dollars but for all of the work we put into it um it was just not worth it and all of the time it spent it just we bought it in may of 2018 and it just got picked up Mm -hmm. um and so that was a, a big fail but we didn't lose money and uh, sometimes you have to lose money in order to learn lessons that big. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take it. But we yeah. did have uh, some smaller wins. Probably our biggest one was a king-size bedroom set. And mm. Travis found it on Marketplace, didn't ask me before he bought it, and just bought it for, I think it was 100 bucks. And it was way too big for our bedroom. <laughs> it was king-size, but all of the furniture was huge. And there were a few things cosmetically wrong with it, but it was a full set. So it had the short dresser, the tall dresser, the mirror, the headboard, 
And um, he scuffed out some of those imperfections, made it look pretty, and ended up selling it for 400 did maybe like 15, 20 minutes of work. Mm. Uh, so that was a really big win. Yeah, people do love sets. Mm-hmm. So some of my fails, one was a hutch that I bought. It was very, it was a mid-century hutch. So to me, super beautiful. I got it at a thrift store for about $35. So very inexpensive. And then I redid it in my mind, very beautifully kind of sanded different parts, did some white paint accents on different parts of this mid-century hutch, had like awesome sliding glass on the top, drawers and cabinets on the bottom, mid-century legs, love it. Tried to sell it, tried to, I spent a lot of time fixing it up, tried to sell it, sell it, sell it. Eventually I did use it because I liked it so much. Then circled back to try to sell it again, and people just weren't in the market for it for whatever reason. Um, So we ended up just donating it to a local thrift store because we didn't have the space to store it. I think, I mean, we live in 170 square feet, so we can't use it right now, and it wasn't (laughs) worth it to us to put it into storage. So we ended up just giving it away. So not a huge loss, but but as far as time goes, I spent a lot of time refurbishing it. And I think some of the pitfalls with that was, number one, people just aren't as interested in massive furniture, particularly hutches. Despite the fact that it was beautiful, I think the the upcoming generation in purchasing homes and furnishing their places are not as interested in some of these more dated pieces. Even though it's mid-century, which people are into, I don't think people are utilizing hutches as much as they were. I also think I didn't have the time to be as patient with it. Probably in a couple of years, like if I had waited a long time, I might have been able to sell it, but I didn't have the storage for something so large. So that's why I always recommend small, um, Mm -hmm. just for your own storage sake, but people are more likely to purchase something if they don't have to borrow a friend's truck or figure out dimensions and whether or not it'll fit in their minivan. Like it's just a whole lot more complicated to figure out selling large things. Also, our boat, a relative fail, a relative win, but Eric and his dad intended on flipping a boat that they found for a really good price, and what actually happened was we all fell in love with it and never sold it, so we still have it, and we do enjoy it (laughs) most (laughs) weekends of the summer, but that was not a flip whatsoever that was just a purchase yeah we've been out on that boat it's fun it is fun yeah so i'm grateful for finding a new i don't know hobby but definitely wasn't a flip and that's (laughs) what they said it was going to be that's okay some of my wins uh coffee tables i don't know why maybe it's just our area but people have bought a lot of the different coffee tables that we've done i've picked up one for two dollars at a thrift store Restained it, repainted it, and ended up selling it for $75. So that was an awesome flip. Mm. And then another one that was like an old chest, you know, that like a big old, do you know what I'm talking about? Like that you might have packed all your belongings in on the Mayflower kind of look, oh, yeah, like yeah, an yeah. antique chat trunk. Thank you. And mm-hmm. we just added legs to it and sold that Ooh. for like $250, which was wow, amazing. Yeah. And small things, dishes, kitchenware, 
I would say another one of my big tips is anything that you can do a porch pickup with where when you're selling it on Marketplace or on a yard sale site that it's a low enough cost that if it gets stolen, okay, but you can do quicker flips on small things when it's not like you got to meet up with the person in the Walmart parking lot. That's You can waste a ton of time mm-hmm. trying to meet people. So if you're comfortable enough with small things to do porch pickups with, that could be a quick turnaround on money. And of course, as Jen mentioned, our RV was an amazing flip. We got to live in it and then we sold it at a profit, which ended up paying for my master's degree. So that was a big flip that turned out real nice for us, not just in basically free living, but also making a profit. So mm-hmm. we're doing but it you again. Had, you were you were patient and it took a little while to oh, sell it. It did. Yeah. But it yeah, did. you were able to sell it real yeah. well. I'm hoping that the one we live in currently will be less difficult to sell because it is smaller and it is newer. It's a 2015. Mm-hmm. So I think if we sell it within a year, that will do decent on that. But we'll update you all on that one. Yes, yes. So moral of the story, start small mm-hmm. and you have a better chance of succeeding long term. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in flipping um, and you'd like to take like a an actual course on it and have access to like experts and stuff, there's a site called fleamarketflipper.com and they actually have a flipper university. So if you go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash flip, you can check out their courses and see. I mean, that's if you can't, if you really need someone to hold your hand and you really want access, if you're really excited about this and want access to experts, like that is the benefit of taking a course. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't need it. Um, but if this is something you you would really love to get into mm-hmm. and um, talk to real experts about, then definitely frugalfriendspodcast.com slash flip uh, and you can check out those there. Yeah. I would encourage people too that it's okay to be an opportunist with this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to label yourself as a flipper to just even do this once. If you come across oh, yeah. something that you know is worth something. It doesn't mean that now you've got to keep doing this. Just do it once. I did this on chairs one time. Like I'm trying to get out of it because I don't have storage for things, but I found these amazing chairs for $10, but I knew I could get way more. And sure enough, I got $50 a piece for them. I got a set of four of them. So even if you're going going around shopping and you realize I might be able to do this just one time, great. And go have a date night with that money or Go out with your friends, whatever. It, just doing a one-off thing, if you find something, could be a great idea. Yeah, but be sure that it's worth something before you yeah. buy it. <laughs> Good All word. Right. Yes. Speaking of hoarding and a bunch of stuff, this September, our Frugal Friends book club book is The Minimalist Home by Joshua Becker. Mm. We have read The More of Less by Joshua Becker, had him on the show, he is fantastic. And uh, I was inspired by what y'all are reading in the uh, Frugal Friends community group. Somebody was reading The Minimalist Home and I was like, oh, we need to do that in the book club. So yeah. thank you. I can't remember who it was, but you inspired this mm-hmm. uh, September book club book. And we will be giving it away. And if you want an opportunity to win a free copy, here's how you do it. Leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. 
then screenshot that review and email it to us at frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We select winners at the end of the month, and it is based off of how many people submit a review to us. Yes. So the key here is emailing it to us, and we give it away one book for every five reviews that are submitted. Mm-hmm. And if you want an example of a great review that is helpful, we've got one from LX Bucago. Um, And it's hashtag the best. Yay. It's five stars. And they say, I started my frugal journey a few months ago and was worried about finding resources that were meaningful to me at this point in my life. Enter Jen and Jill. They're funny, helpful, and creative. I love hearing their ideas. Keep it up. Thank you so much. That means a lot to us. We want to be a resource to people at a certain point in their lives. And Mm -hmm. so that is awesome. I'm glad we entered. Entered in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hashtag the best. Mm. Awesome. Well, excited to see you all in the Frugal Friends Facebook group this weekend and this week. And we'll see you again on Friday. Yes. And again, if you're in the Washington, D.C. area, please come out tomorrow mm. to Calorama Park and, uh, and we'll hang out. We'll be frugal. See you tomorrow. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to not bring snacks to share. You can bring snacks to share. That's not against the rules. I know, but we keep telling people we're not going to, but there's a part of me that's like, oh, I want to bring you something. No, but like under promise over deliver. That's true. Yeah, that's, you know, I was talking about Allegiant Airlines because that's because Travis works for Allegiant. And people were saying good things about it. And they were like, I'm so surprised that I liked them. Like this happened. And I was, they were like, my flight wasn't even late, but they still give me a $50 credit. And I was like, under promise, over deliver. Mm, Put that on a bumper sticker. That's how you get it done. (laughs) I wonder if we would ever go back through all of our podcasts and just make a list of all the things that we think are like mug or bumper sticker worthy uh i bet eric could do that for us oh yeah i bet he would have all the time to do that yes he doesn't he doesn't do anything else so right you marry capable (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah those shirts we got to talk about those shirts yes we they will you'll see them soon enough Uh uh-oh did you go i meant to respond to you i'm sorry i did not respond to you Mm, I'm going to stop recording. Okay. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. 